0: easier and with less effort. Are you ready to step into a life of abundance? Join me Friday, May the 31st for my free money mindset workshop. To sign up for your free place, visit cannycrystalsacademy.co.uk forward slash workshop.
1: Let's get this dinner party started.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Canny Crystals, the podcast. As you know by now, my name is Mart, I am your host, and this week I can finally say that I've been approved and I'm officially an adoptive parent, minus the child for now obviously. I honestly can't wait for the next adventure in me story to begin and to be actually placed with a child. How mad is this from, I was going to say from conception, but from months ago, you know, like going through all of those meetings, going through all the training days, it's just such a nice feeling having that confirmation that it's now all over and done with. So the next steps now are just to be matched with a child. It's really, really weird. I feel like I'm shopping on Wayfair for children, if you know, you know. Um, But it's like we create a profile all about us and the kids all have their own profiles with their family history and their photos and some of them are absolutely heartbreaking. It's a bit like Tinder, but for children, so weird. Anyway, once we get matched, we'll have to go to a matching panel. They basically sign it all off. And then they slowly introduce us into the child's life, who will currently be, you know, living with foster parents. It's very, very exciting, though. I'm just nervous not knowing when it'll happen. Um, so, yeah, this could even be our final Christmas without child. I feel like Mary from the nativity story. Watch me have a baby on Christmas Day. Anyway, a few things to talk about before I crack on with this episode. I just wanted to briefly mention, you know, what's going on in the world right now. And acknowledge it because someone messaged me the other day. And they basically asked why I'm not speaking out about the war currently going on in Gaza. And although I disagree with everything going on, I don't think that my outlet as a podcast host... You know, with a podcast all about keeping yourself mind strong, positivity, happiness, I don't think that that is the best funnel for talking about political issues such as these. And because of this, I've chosen not to discuss it. Okay. So that's not to say that I haven't acknowledged it because I have. It's absolutely horrid what's happening right now. Truly disgusting. I don't agree with anything that's going on. And. I don't know even if some of you saw the other day on my Instagram, but I donated £250 to one of the charities helping people like affected by it all. And this was paid for by you lot. So at checkout, there's an option for you to leave a tip, basically, and that's tax-free. So I totted it up and I matched that donation to £250 to help that charity out. And I feel like, you know, that's all I have to say on the matter. I just hope that it all comes to a peaceful end soon. I don't think it's my place to talk about it or discuss it. Um, Yeah, it's a really, really hard one because obviously I don't agree with what's going on. I don't agree with what's happening in the world right now, but I don't think that this is the best outlet. And something that I think it was Denise, Denise Duffel thomas something that she mentioned the other week is that you know, if I'm affected by this and I get too sucked into this, I can't be there for my business, and if I can't be there for my business, I can't serve you lot, and if I can't serve you lot, you know, you're not getting crystals, I'm not getting paid, we'll all end up in a downward spiral, so I'm trying to keep myself in, you know, the best possible mindset, so that I can help you all out, and that's all I have to say on the matter, end of. Right, I'm going to do a bit of a shit sandwich here, so we're going to start with something good, we're going to follow up with something negative, and then I'm going to end with something good again, so it's a bit of a shit sandwich. A while ago, <laughs> I was trying to manifest a bit of a TV appearance, and I remember telling everyone in Manifest with Mart about how I'd absolutely love to go on live TV to talk about manifestation, crystal healing, you know, me journey into all of this, mental well-being, everything, like, packaged up, okay, And I could see myself sat there talking to the likes of Steph McGovern on Channel 4's Steph's Packed Lunch. And I even mentioned this to Jude, my life coach, at one point. And then I even approached one of Steph McGovern's best friends, who I know does PR, to see if she could potentially get me on there. Anyway, to cut a long story short, Tuesday this week, I was sat at home working away and my phone rang. And I almost, like, nearly didn't answer it. But when I did, they said it was one of the researchers at Steph's Packed Lunch. Well, blow me down with a feather because I nearly fell off my fucking chair. I was like, yes, how can I help? And he went, we've been let down by one of our guests this week. They were basically supposed to be playing a game with us. And we knew that you were self-employed and you might have had a bit of free time to come on the show this morning to play the game instead of them And this way, you're helping us out and we're helping you out because you'll be able to talk about your business and what you do. So I was like, oh my God, I'm there. When do you need me? So all this was going on whilst I'm just lounging around, sat on the couch in my pants, by the way, with my laptop. And they were like, can you jump on Zoom in the next five minutes so we can do a camera test? I swear I've got sprinters cramp, if that's even a thing, because the way I bolted up those stairs to get ready was like nothing you've ever seen. So anyway... I did the screen test with them and they messaged me and said, okay, change of plan. Can you come on tomorrow instead? Because if you get one of the two highest scores across the whole week, you can then come down to the studios in Leeds this Friday, the day that this podcast comes out, and you can play the game live from the studio in a head-to-head with the other contestant. So from me attempting to get on Steph's packed lunch once... I'm potentially now going to be on there twice, hopefully all being well, because today as I record it, it's actually Thursday. So fingers crossed, you know, I've still got one of the highest scores. And if you're listening to this on Friday, tune in to Steph's Packed Lunch on Channel 4 at 1.45 to see me live in the studio playing the game. How mad is that going to be? I get to go on live TV. I got to talk about my brand, talk about Candy Crystals, talk about how it all came about and potentially win lots of goodies at the same time. I am buzzing my nips off if I'm honest. So anyway, now for the middle part of the aforementioned shit sandwich. I have to mention this just to get it off my chest. Um, About a fortnight ago, I went to see S Club at Newcastle Arena. And before I get into this story, do not judge, okay? I only went because Johnny and his friends were all going, And you know when you have a bit of fear of missing out? Turns out going to a gig stone cold sober is a totally different experience. But anyway, I wanted to talk about what happened before the gig. So when you get into the arena, there's all these like merchandise stands and bars and food stalls, all that jazz. So we'd been in the arena for about half an hour and I said to everyone, wait there, I'm just going to the toilet. And as I went through the doors to the hallway where the toilets are, this girl screamed so loud in my face going, oh my God, it's Canny Crystals. I'm sure some people think Canny is my first name, by the way but anyway, she was lovely. Absolutely high as a kite, nutty woman. She was lovely. She was all over us, you know, wanting a photo, talking about how she'd bought Maldivite from me. And the whole time, her friend, who she was with, was stood scowling at me with a face like a slapped ass. And I apologize if she's listening to this episode, because her friend actually did spoil my night. She was clearly drunk, but she kept on saying she was mad at me for not holding the door open for her which I just thought, I have no idea what you're talking about. There was no doors there. So I just kept on talking to the nice one. And the drunk one kept hitting me arm saying, who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? And then the nice girl just went, oh, this is Mart. He has a podcast that I listen to. I bought crystals from him. And the nasty one, she just turned around to us and went, oh, so you're a no one, such a nobody, thinking you're something that you're not. You're absolutely nothing. And usually, you know, I don't let things like this get to us. But this was the very first nasty thing that someone's actually said to my face since starting Canny Crystals and put myself out there. Like it's one thing for trolls to say it where I can just, you know, block, erase them, delete the message, that kind of thing. But this was face to face. And you know when it comes from absolutely nowhere and you're just taken aback and you don't know what to do. So I don't know why, but I got my phone out and I said to the nice girl, put your Instagram in there and I'll follow you and you can tag me in that photo because all I wanted to do was, you know, get her details and move on from the situation, go to the toilet and get myself out of that corridor. But whilst she was doing that, her nasty friend just grabbed my arm and just went to take a slurp of me drink. I was like, you cheeky cow. So I literally just pulled it away and she said, see what I mean? You're a horrible person and a nobody thinking that you're something that you're not. So you know what? I give the nice girl a cuddle. I swiftly said bye and I went to the toilet, but I was quite shook up by it. I was so shook up, in fact, that I had to come outside during the show just to get a bit of fresh air. Because, you know, when something goes round and round in your head, I even sent Fran a voice note while I was outside just to get it out of my system. And to say, like, I can't believe that this has just happened. It's weird, isn't it? Like, because I have had a lot of backlash and a lot of trolling comments online. But like I say, never face-to-face since being in this line of work. So I just think it really, really sugars. And I'm sorry that if this nice girl is listening, because she does listen to the podcast, she's probably embarrassed. And for that, I am sorry. But Christ, some people. And whilst we're on this negativity, this shit in the middle of the sandwich... We might as well go a little bit deeper into this now because last week I got two negative bits of feedback about the podcast. One, that there's too many ads, and two, I put too much content into the episodes. (laughs) LOL. I did listen back to last week's episode and I didn't realize that there are adverts that come up midway through the podcast episodes, which I didn't realize. So I've turned these off. I do apologize if, you know, someone said, oh, it interrupts your flow. I'm really sorry. I didn't know that that happened, but I've turned them off. But honestly, the ads at the start, just skip through them. They're usually only a minute or two long. Anyway, you can just skip through them. As for fitting in too much content, it really is hard to ram everything into 30 minutes. And if I leave a conversation open and I only talk, you know, half about something, I get messages from people saying, you know, you only spoke about half the issue. What about this? What about that? So all I'll say in response is just remember, you know, podcasting is free. I don't charge for you lot to listen to it. If you do enjoy it, thank you so much. I am glad that you're getting something out of it. But if you don't like the fact that I get a penny from every four advert listens, please, with all due respect, go and listen to something else. Anyway, that's all the negative Nelly talk out the way. Guess what? I've got some very, very exciting news to share with you. So yes, we are back to the bread bun of the shit sandwich. We've waded through the turd. We're out the other side. Kimberly from the Feng Shui floor, who was on this podcast a few weeks ago, she messaged me and we've had a few calls with her publicist, her PR woman, and we've decided to launch a collaboration of a Feng Shui crystal collection. I don't think it's ever been done. I don't think it's out there and I just don't understand why it's not out there. So you know, we're going to do one big crystal for every area of the feng shui bagua, and it's going to come with full video instructions from myself and Kimberly: how to cleanse, how to use, where to place them, how to find that area of your home. How amazing is that? So, with Kimberly's feng shui expertise and my extensive crystal knowledge, we're going to curate an immaculate collection, perfect for gifting or self-indulgence. And I can't wait to get on with this. So it should be launching early in 2024. And this is the weird part, okay? Stick with us here. So when Kim's publicist was looking at people to maybe gift one to, she was coming up with, you know, people like Fern Cotton, Stacey Solomon. And then suddenly she went, oh, Victoria Beckham. And I was like, nah, Vicky B from the Spice Girls. And she was like, oh yeah, she lives down the road from us. I know where she lives. I was like, what? So I'm sat there after this call, like, oh my God, imagine if VB has my crystals in her house. And what does British Vogue post on their Instagram within half an hour of me having that thought? A reel of Victoria Beckham talking about why she loves crystals and why she incorporates them into her daily ritual honestly, you couldn't make it up. I shared it on my story as well, because I just couldn't believe it. And for British Vogue to post that as well, who I was part of their January, February, and March issues earlier this year, I feel like it's a bit of an alignment from the universe and a bit of a synchronicity. So I'm taking it as one anyway. So watch this space. So, so excited for this. I might get my Spice Girl fantasy yet. Okay, enough of all that anyway. So that is my weekly update. Let's get on with the show. So, I've been reading a book this last few weeks called, what's it called? Hang on, I always get this wrong. Seven Things Emotionally Resilient People Do Differently. And it's by Akash or Akash Korea. And I really got into it and I managed to finish this last week. It's all about the seven things resilient people do differently. And how to then apply them into your own life so that you can persevere through adversity and difficult challenges. You can quickly bounce back from disappointment. You can break those negative emotional patterns by taking control of your self-talk. But it also learns us, you know, how to instantly shift your emotional state and that's really, really, like, pertinent when it comes to manifesting, yeah? It shows you how to create greater drive and ambition, shows you how to supercharge your energy levels and experience even greater excitement, passion, happiness, and fulfillment of every area of your life. Sounds good, doesn't it? If you're into reading, you can grab yourself a copy. I'm sure I got this one off Amazon. It was about £5.50, I think. It wasn't, like, expensive or anything, and it's a really, really in depth book as well. I've had this one for a while, but yeah, I'm sure it was a really cheap buy. It was something like £5, £5.50. Go and have a look on Amazon. So, as I mentioned, this book is all about emotional resilience, which basically, in a nutshell, is about your ability to respond to stressful or unexpected situations. And that can be connected to manifestation in so many ways, depending on the perspective that you take. So, if we take positive thinking as an example, emotional resilience, that often involves the ability to bounce back from challenges and maintain a positive outlook. So you're always on that happier side of those scales. Can you remember last week or the week before when I was talking about how the scales, if you tip them just 51%, you're on that positive side? So in the context of manifestation, when we think positively, that's considered important because it's really believed to help shape your reality. And by maintaining that positive and resilient mindset, you're gonna be able to, you know, you're gonna be able to likely better focus on your goals and your desires, And that in turn is going to influence your actions and your outcomes because emotional resilience can also be linked to manifestation through goal setting and persistence. So if you're emotionally resilient, you're going to be more likely to set clear goals. You're going to be more likely to maintain a stronger sense of purpose and persist in pursuing your desires. And these qualities are often associated with successful manifestation And it can sometimes feel, you know, a bit like an uphill battle with negative emotions clouding that outlook and kind of getting in the way of your progress every step of the way. But this book is a bit of a roadmap, not only to navigate those emotional challenges, but also to transform them into stepping stones for your personal growth. Emotional resilience is like a superpower for dealing with life's challenges. And it's all about understanding and handling your feelings well. Your emotions have such a big impact on how you see the world. They can make things seem worse, especially when you're feeling negative emotions. And, you know, I've spoken before, haven't I, about if you're in a crap mood, you're going to attract more crap experiences because your mood is going to be so low. So you might trip over on the way to work. You might fall down some stairs. You might get caught in the rain. You might bump your car. But the more that's thrown at you, the more your attitude is going to sink and drop even further. But here's the thing, emotional resilience isn't about ignoring them or hiding those emotions. It's more about recognizing them and allowing yourself to sit in that feeling of them. But at the same time, it's also about focusing on the positive side of things, even when life seems tough. So trust me when I say this, you can find the good things even in any difficult situation that is thrown at you in your everyday life. I don't know if you remember back in episode one of this podcast where I told me story about how my granddad passed and I was in the depths of despair. And then out of nowhere, work sends me to Liverpool. I meet Carly who opens up a crystal shop on her Instagram. And then those crystals are what helped me with my grieving. That helped me to find my own feet and find spirituality, find the law of attraction. You know, find this business. This business wouldn't be here if my granddad hadn't died. I probably would still be working in the NHS. So that is finding something good out of a really, really difficult and shit situation. It's like that old saying, isn't it? That every cloud has a silver lining. So emotional resilience is a skill that you can develop. And it is really, really important because... Research shows us that when we're resilient, it helps us do well in tough times. It means that you can handle all these negative feelings and you can still keep going towards your goals. You can still strive for happiness, okay? And that in turn is going to make you happier. It's going to make you more fulfilled, not just in your personal life, but in your work life as well. So the first step is to admit your feelings. And that just means... You know, not just knowing when you're happy or angry, but also taking responsibility for those feelings. So every single emotion, whether it's joy or anger or fear or excitement, all of those emotions has a message for you. It might be telling you that something needs your attention, or it might even just be reminding you of what you care about. So to understand these messages that we're getting from our emotions, you've got to stop judging or feeling bad about them. So maybe you feel guilty when you stand up for yourself or maybe you feel, you know, embarrassed when you show your true feelings. That self-judgment can get in the way of understanding yourself and the first step is recognizing that and trying to move past it. So for example, imagine you're stressed, imagine you're frustrated because you can't meet a work deadline. Okay, your boss's company you and said Hi, Sandra. I don't know why I chose Sandra, but hi, Sandra. Um, I want this done. I want it done by three o'clock today. I know you're in back-to-back meetings today, but I want you to produce this 300-page document. I want it to send in to all these people. And you sat there like, oh my God. Instead of blaming yourself, acknowledge the stress and the frustration, okay? Understand that these feelings are trying to help you notice, you know, that something's not right. Maybe the deadline is too tight. In Sandra's case, it really, really is. Or perhaps you need more help from your colleagues to finish the task. It's okay to feel stressed in this situation. There's no need to feel bad about it. I think as a nation, especially in Britain, I don't know if like other cultures and other um, places around the world feel like this as well, but especially in Britain, we have this, it's kind of underlying emotion that if we're stressed or we are, you know, overworked, we get embarrassed about that. But there is no need to feel bad about it, okay? That change in how you see your emotions is the heart of emotional resilience. So when we recognize, when we accept, when we understand our feelings, we then give ourselves the power to manage them better. And by doing that, we can make our life better and happier. And that's the first step towards building emotional resilience in a more satisfying life, just to understand, acknowledge, recognize, and accept our feelings. Have you ever noticed, for example, how your body language changes when you're sad or happy? So when you're down, you know, you might slouch, you might look down, you might cross your arms. Um, but when you're feeling good, you're stood up straight, you're holding your head high, you're keeping your shoulders back, So here's the surprising part. The way you hold your body, that can really affect how you feel. So if you're consciously standing or sitting in a confident and powerful way, that can actually make you feel more powerful and confident. For instance, when you stand with your hands on your hips or you sit upright, that can help you feel stronger. And therefore, you're going to feel like better able to handle your negative feelings like self-criticism. You might have heard of this as a power stance. And it's something that I used to do a lot when I used to have to, you know, give a little talk in the NHS or, you know, stand in front of a classroom of people and talk about the website that we built. But try it and see how you feel next time you feel that you need to reclaim some of that power that other people drain from you. Just stand there strong, shoulders back, head up, hands on your hips. That is a pure power stance, okay? So imagine you're in a tough situation at work, like talking to a difficult colleague or giving a big presentation. If you stand or sit tall and confident it's going to signal to your brain that, you know, you've got this. You can reduce that anxiety or fear and it's the power lies within you. The more that you practice this, the easier it's going to become. Emotionally resilient people, they are really, really good at finding something good in every bad situation. And it might sound like such a cliche, like I say, but every tough situation has a silver lining. Every challenge, even if it seems negative, It can be an opportunity for self-improvement or growth. For example, a tricky project for me in my business might be a chance to learn new skills or show off my problem-solving abilities. But even stress or anxiety can be your body's way of telling you to slow down and take care of yourself. And recognizing those positives can, can change how you feel about a situation and your emotions and it's going to make you more in control. So I want you to think about a work situation or a, a real-life situation where you're dealing with a task that's just a little bit outside of your comfort zone. And instead of feeling overwhelmed by those negative emotions, I just want you to try and see it as a chance to grow. What, what new skills can you learn from it, okay? Because that's going to make you be a better you. Okay. This change in how you see things, that's going to give you a sense of control over your life, even in those tough shit times. And by using these habits, you can handle your emotions better. You can respond to stress and tough times in a healthier way. And that's going to help you build resilience so you can face life's challenges with confidence and optimism our beliefs about ourselves and our situations can have quite a big impact on how we feel and act so think of your beliefs as filters through which we see the world yeah these filters are going to affect your emotions for example if you truly believe that you're going to fail at this work project like sandra that belief might become a reality because you might not put out your best effort and similarly if you think you're a victim of circumstances you might then feel helpless or stuck in those negative feelings, okay? So the good news is that you can control your beliefs. You can choose to believe in your abilities and your resilience and your capacity to handle these challenges. By changing your belief system, you can change how you react to every situation, you can change your behavior, and you can then ultimately get the results that you want okay? Emotionally resilient people ask themselves more meaningful questions. Instead of beating themselves up with, you know, critical questions like, oh God, why was I so stupid? When they make a mistake or face a tough situation, they instead would ask something constructive like, you know, what can I learn from this? Because it's about looking for lessons and solutions rather than dwelling on that negativity. And if you've done my 31 days of gratitude private podcast challenge, Um, which I launched in January, or you've got the book off Amazon, um, head to cannycrystalsacademy.co.uk, it's all on there. If you've done that, there is one of the days is about this. So it's about like reframing something negative that's happened. And instead of saying, you know, why, why did this happen? saying, what can I learn from this? And maybe you'll realize that there's a bit of a communication issue to address or that it's a chance to improve your conflict resolution skills. But asking those insightful questions, that's going to help you shift from that self-criticism, that self-blame, to self-improvement, and that's where we all want to be, in that self-improvement zone. That's going to lead to more positive and productive results. It's going to lead us to manifest our best life. And all of that combined is going to give you such valuable tools to build a better attitude and enhance that emotional resilience within you. So the way that you talk to yourself and the images that you create in your mind, they're also really, really important because negative self-talk can make stress and anxiety worse. But positive self-talk, that's going to make you emotionally resilient. It's going to help you handle those tough situations better. Put in a nutshell, the words you use with yourself, that can help shape how you see things and it can also affect how you act. For example if you got criticized at work instead of telling yourself yeah i always mess up you can say look i've made a mistake but i can learn from this i can get better okay so it's just reframing it instead of blaming yourself you're saying okay what can i learn how can i adapt this Changing how you talk to yourself from being negative to being constructive, that can really change how you feel. It can help you to grow. It can make it easier to handle similar situations like this again in the future if it was to happen again. And just to quote something from the book as well, it mentions, you know, picturing yourself doing well in a tough situation because that can really help boost your confidence and it can help you be more prepared. So, for example, last Friday or the Friday before when it was, um, when we were going through the adoption panel, five minutes before, I sat at the table and I visualized them saying congratulations and I visualized myself, you know, all happy, calm, relaxed. Because I didn't want to go into that meeting full of high energy and being like, oh my God, what do I say in full blown panic mode, okay? So it's like just visualizing. Because when we picture ourselves in that tough situation, that is really, really going to boost our confidence. Because it's almost like we've already gone through the worry in our visualization. So when it comes to real life, we know what it's like. We know that we're going to be able to handle it. It's not about creating like a fantasy world, Cloud Cuckoo Land, but it's about practicing in your mind. And when we practice something, we know that we're not going into that blind, okay? It can make you handle real-life situations with more skill and more calmness. And emotions often follow a cycle. So something happens, like a situation or a feeling, you will react. So that's your behavior. And then after that, there are consequences. So, you know, that's what happens as a result. So when we understand that cycle, that's going to help us basically control our emotions and reduce the bad outcomes. For example, if you had an argument with your partner because, you know, you might be really tired, you've had a hard day at work, you can then look at that cycle. So being tired is the start. That's the start of the cycle. The argument is what you did. That's the behavior and it had a bad effect on your relationship. So that was the outcome, the consequence. And when we see this, we can come up with ways to avoid such situations in the future. It might mean not having tough talks when you're tired or finding better ways to communicate. So managing how you talk to yourself, using positive mental images, and understanding your emotional response cycle They're all really important for building that emotional resilience. And these habits are what are going to give you strong tools to handle emotional challenges at work, in your home, with your friends, with your family. They're going to help you to stay positive and they're going to really help you grow in your personal and professional life. So how do we use all this information that I'm throwing at you at 100 miles an hour? Well, let's break it down into the seven habits from the book. So imagine this. You've had a tough day at work. A project didn't go as planned. Sandra was about to get fired because she didn't provide this huge document to her boss by 3 p.m. She's stressed. She didn't know how to handle all these intense emotions. And I know this will sound really, really familiar to most of you. This is when the seven habits of emotional resilience can be a game changer. It's about shifting your perspective and how you then respond. So the first of these steps is to acknowledge your emotions. So instead of hiding your feelings, accept them. You know, it's okay to feel what you're feeling. There is no shame in it. This is the first step to dealing with your emotions in a healthier way. The next is to use your body to feel better. So body language, like we mentioned, that can influence your emotions. Stand or sit in a confident way and it can help you feel more resilient and that can change your mindset and help you be kinder to yourself. The next is to change your beliefs to shape your reality. So your beliefs affect how you see the world and how you feel. You've got the power to choose what you believe. Don't let negative beliefs make you feel like a victim. The next is to ask those meaningful questions instead. So when we ask questions that make us more aware of ourselves rather than ones that reinforce our harmful beliefs, that's going to use those challenging situations to learn more about our emotions. The next is to manage your self-talk and visualize that positivity. So the way that you talk to yourself and visualize situations, that can have such a big impact on how you feel. So imagine a positive version of a challenging situation and just prepare yourself to handle it well. And then we can start to understand our emotional response cycle. So like I say, emotions follow a cycle. Something happens, we react, and then there's the outcome. And when we understand that cycle, it can help us control our emotions and avoid those negative shitty outcomes. So by integrating those seven habits into our lives, we can literally transform our reality, okay? You won't be controlled by challenging situations like a tough day at work or a project gone wrong. Instead, you'll be the master of your emotions. You'll be capable of thriving even when the going gets tough and the tough get going. Was that boys on? think so. So yes, I do hope that this helps someone in need because it is hard to regulate your emotions. But I do think it's all to do with mindset. It's going to help us manifest better. And, you know, it's just going to help us live a better life in general. And just remember, when you take care of the inside and your, you know, your mental well-being, you're going to find it a whole lot easier to manifest what you want in your life. Okay. So I hope that helped you. Just before I go, I just want to mention, you know, don't forget, you can sign up for my Achieving Your Goals workshop. It's going to go live on New Year's Day. It's just £20 at the early bird price, but it can really, really help you kickstart your 2024 to be in your best year ever. It'll all help you manifest your best 2024 goals using crystals, feng shui, visualization, EFT, subliminals, and there is so, so much on there as well. So if you head to the link in my bio on Instagram or TikTok, you can just click on achieving your goals 2024 to sign up now. You can also go to cannycrystalsacademy.co.uk and get it on there as well. And don't forget to use the word podcast as well for 10% off. So what else have I got to mention? Oh yeah, Joanna Hunter's million dollar experiment. It's closing its door very, very soon. So if you haven't got in already, you can get 12 months access for just £21. That is £1.75 per month for 12 months of money mindset coaching. You'll get a free workbook. You get free private podcast episodes. You also get a million dollar plan. You don't need a side hustle or a business to sign up to this as well, because so many people have messaged me saying, you know, do I have to have a side hustle? Do I have to have my own business? No, you do not. Okay. But if you are wanting to get in, do it quick because the £21 offer will be ending very, very soon. Head to cannycrystalsacademy.co.uk forward slash links as in L-I-N-K-S. And press on the 12-month coaching for £21 offer there. I will also put the link in the show notes for this episode as well. It's such a good deal that I'm even in it myself. And we're in this little Facebook group and everyone's like, oh my God, I can't believe Mark's actually in here. Yes, I'm in there. I want to make a million pound next year. I want to know what all this is about. One in 287 people that did this last time made a million pound in their first year, okay? It's £21. Would you rather... Buy yourself a takeaway for 21 quid, or would you rather make a million pound and change your money mindset? Because I know which I would rather do. So anyway, yes, I'm in myself, and so many of my members are in too, and I can't wait to see how many of us make a million by the end of 2024, all just from working on our money mindset. So I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to help me out by leaving a rating or a review. It takes me a seconds for you to do, but it really, really does help me out in ways you wouldn't believe. And don't forget, you can also get 10% off everything site-wide at cannycrystals.co.uk with the discount code, which is the word podcast. Oh, and I'm off to Bristol this weekend as well to Denise Duffield Thomas's business event. So I'll see what I learned there and I might even report back next week. In the meantime, I will see you all next Friday for another episode of Canny Crystals, the podcast. Have a great weekend, everyone. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.